Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station, FM 104, Louise Ty here with you until 1 o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Alex Tierney. Hello. Hi, how's it going? How are you? I'm really good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. So you've just released your new single, Painkiller. Yeah. Tell me a little about it. Uh, so basically it's a song I wrote uh, probably around September last year. And I've kind of just been working on it since then. It's kind of been one of those ones that like people at shows always seem to connect with a lot more than mm-hmm. other ones. So it was one that I really wanted to make sure I got perfect. So like started recording it in January then lockdown happened and stuff so had to kind of slowly work with things and record vocals at home and send them over but uh, really happy with how it turned out um, but yeah I'm absolutely buzzing that it's out now and really happy with the reaction so far. How difficult was it to record it and do it all from home? Because that's quite a new experience I think for a lot of people. Yeah it's, it's definitely weird to think like oh this is kind of the only option right now like mm. like usually you might be able to organize something or whatever but I don't you kind of just make do with what you have and the thing with vocals is it's like you kind of need to take your time and not like beat yourself up over it where you know what I mean? like cause it's, yeah it's, it's the kind of thing you can easily stress yourself out over and then you're just like right today's not today and so if if you're, like, renting studio time and, like, the time is running out and you're looking at the clock, it just, you're not going to get the vocal that day because just, you're just stressing yourself out. So to be able to, like, you know, take my time, go get a cup of tea, come back, <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it was good, though. It kind of gets rid of that added pressure almost of the time constraint, really, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Because, like, the thing with recording is, like, you think I'm going to get this done, this done, this done, but, like, you go in and then they have to spend like half an hour of everything like micing things up mm-hmm. and stuff so like the time just absolutely flies away from you so it can it can really be stressful trying to do that in the studio and you're quite new to the whole thing because you released over the maybes a couple of months ago yeah but that was your debut single yeah in june so how where did it all start for you where did the interest begin since i was a kid i was always playing instruments and stuff like i my dad was in a band when he was younger and then he managed the band. Okay. And then my brother works in the music industry as well. So, like, it was always the thing that, like, music was always in the house and we were always listening to it and playing instruments. And, like, I would always come up with little melodies on the guitar or piano or whatever I was doing. But then, like, when I was a teenager, I started, you know, writing songs with words and then 
by the time I was like 16, 17, it was like all I was into. Like I was just absolutely obsessed with it. And so I've just kind of been working at it since since then. And then over the maybe came along also during lockdown and we were like, right, I think this is, we were just kind of working towards something that we were like, right, this is good enough to put out. Okay. And that was the first song that we were like, right, this is really working. And then we'd already started working on Painkiller. So we kind of knew we had that to hopefully follow up when that was done. So um, just from working on that. And was it difficult to, to find that single that you wanted to be your first? Um, it, Originally, it was actually going to be Painkiller. Okay. And then, and then lockdown happened. And mm. pain, over the maybe kind of like fell on our lap really because like I, I had written half of it and just like I, I kind of thrown it to the side and then I found like the perfect setting for the guitar on on the software that we use mm-hmm. and just like in one day like fell on that recorded that threw the drums and bass on and then recorded the vocals and, and stuff and it just kind of was one of those songs that like in the moment you just did everything without thinking about it too much and it just kind of it wasn't the it wasn't the full song that morning and then it was in the evening so like it, that one just kind of came around and we just thought it was nice kind of a nice kind of taster to what I had coming because like I, I I knew it kind of would be a little sample because it's more kind of chill track it's a lot there's a lot less production in it than mm-hmm. Tankler has so I thought it might uh open people up to my music a bit uh you know a bit less uh a bit less full-on and like mm-hmm. just kind of ease into it and then put painkiller out and start putting out more maybe like elaborate productions and stuff so it's so funny how things kind of just sit in don't they when they're meant to work they do yeah it's great yeah and was it always the plan to release music around this time uh, well, it was kind of one of those things that, like, I, if you asked me when I was, like, 17, I probably would have been, like, oh, yeah, like, another year, year mm-hmm. or two. And then, like, when I was 18, I was, like, oh, yeah, probably around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of so on, just <laughs> pushing it down the road. Because just, like, I don't know, you just, there's so much figuring out that needs to happen with what you want your sound to be. And, like, not rushing into that, I think, yeah. is really important and not just, like, throwing out the first thing that's recorded of you so it's like it, it took a while but I'm, I'm happy that like I waited till I was I was really happy with the first thing and I didn't just have like this archive out online of things yeah. that I'm not happy with it's absolutely true and you've done a few collabs as well yeah I, I released a, a song with a thousand beasts mm-hmm. from Cork a couple months ago and yeah so that's up as well five points off his EP, which is brilliant. Do you enjoy doing working with other people and doing collabs? Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, like it's. I can find it a bit weird writing, like writing with new people for the first yeah. time because you kind of you don't know your your thing yet. But when you're when you have people that you're you trust completely with their create like with their creative abilities, and you just like you go in and you know who's good at what and like you can just kind of let the flow go and mm. just like you can step out for a minute, they can step in for a minute and you can just kind of bounce ideas off each other well. That, that always feels really good because you feel like you're just in this creative space that's just really productive and real, a lot of love and stuff. So that's always a really good feeling. 
Yeah, and then you come out with something great as well, which is always a nice bonus. Yeah, and you feel like, you know, you, you made that together and you're like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a little time capsule with that group of people. Do you think you'll do more? More collaborating? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I've, I've got to do little bits of like writing collaboratively mm-hmm. while in that kind of little intermittent before uh, before the cases started getting really bad again. Yeah. But, uh, but like really, really enjoying what I'm writing at the moment and the stuff that I was making with other people as well, I'm really happy with. And I like I like writing for other people as well. None, none of that has, has came out yet, but like hopefully in the future. Sowing the seeds and all that, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you had the opportunity to support Lewis Capaldi in the Olympics. Yeah. What was that like? Because that's such a brilliant venue. It was pretty insane. Like I got the I got the call for it two days beforehand. Mm. So like, it was the most insane two days ever. Because I just like, I was sitting on my couch with an oven pizza on my lap, <laughs> and I was and I got the call and I was like, oh yeah, on Thursday you're supporting this quality. and I nearly lost my mind. It's kind of like, what uh, do you do then? <laughs> yeah, because like I was like. I was just like, right, I guess everything, like, I would have had things on. I was just like, right, so nothing else is cancelled, or everything else is cancelled for the yeah. next two days. <laughs> and just prepared for that. But it, it it couldn't have gone any better. Like, it was, like, I think the fact that I got the call two days before I mm. was, like, a bit of a blessing because I probably would have been overthinking it for months if I yeah. knew, like. So uh, it was just perfect and everyone in Lewis's team was amazing really really nice and like there was not because there was a there was a second support and they had the other dressing room so there was like no other dressing room so Lewis was just like I'll just come in here with me so it's like everyone was just really welcoming and like it was absolutely brilliant so like there was nothing there's nothing about that night that I think back on and like I'm cringing at myself over like so it's all good vibes which is brilliant and it helps everybody doesn't it yeah, and it was like it was mad because it was only my ninth gig ever. Wow. So it was like it was like ridiculous. I remember the uh, the MCD guy who was working at that gig and a gig I had the week beforehand in upstairs in Wheelan. Oh, nice! Yeah, he, he he heard about the news that I was doing the Lewis Capaldi slot, and he was like, he was like the guy who was in front of like sixty people, mm-hmm. like days ago and he was like it, yeah it must have been weird because like he had he'd only seen me play like a support slot yeah. in like a 60 person venue or whatever and then he was like oh yeah he's he's playing this gig next week so I think he lost his mind as much as I did <laughs> what was that like actually because that must be mad to go from a 60 venue to a couple of thousand it was, it was pretty mental like it was and like he has the kind of fans that will literally line up at the barrier from yeah. you know two days beforehand. So like, <laughs> there was a ton of a ton of the place was filled by the time I went on, and yeah, it was amazing though because there was a couple of people that knew me in the crowd and Brilliant. they like shouted my name when I went out and I don't know I, whatever whatever I did anyway. It seemed like I got the the crowd on my side anyway, and like they were like clapping along and like oh nice just like a really good reception. I guess like maybe them being an Irish person yeah. being poor at like because like he was like on his seventh week number one at that point so it was like I think seeing an Irish person associated with that like people just wanted to get behind it which yeah. just felt really special it's nice there is that support here really isn't it for our own really 
Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And do you think there might be an EP or an album in the future for you? Um, I, at the moment, I'm just kind of working on like a ton of tracks and mm-hmm. figuring things out. So I, I can see possible ways that things can piece together, but still figuring things out. Like, no plans as yet. Yeah, because like don't even know what 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 the world will be like in January oh, with yeah. with everything going on. <laughs> so it's like it might it might be better to just like release singles till yeah. things are more certain. But uh, I definitely do want to release projects. So that's always been one thing that like releasing like bodies of work and like it's been always the thing that I wanted to do. I don't just want to do things forever. So yeah, eventually. So how can people keep up to date what you're up to? Uh, follow my Instagram, Alex Tierney, and my Twitter, and you know all the socials. And then you can check out my music on Spotify and on YouTube. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.